Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we study together the final chapter of the book of Joshua, that's the chapter 24, the Sefer Yoshua. And yesterday we read of the, of the speech that Joshua made to the people near the end of his life. Um, at this point, um, uh, we're going to continue at that time, the same time period at the end of Joshua's life where um, um, he is going to uh, bring the people together um, again. This is, it seems that according to the Radak, uh, and it seems this way from the verses that this is around the same time period, but a separate episode that Joshua brought the people together again at another location in order to drive home the point so that they don't forget how important this is. And at this time, um, uh, let's see what Yehoshua says to the people and, and how this, this goes. So it's chapter 24, verse 1, Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel, all the leaders, to Shechem. And he called out before the elders of Israel, and its leaders, and its, and its judges, and its officers. And they uh, stood and stood before God. This is usually, this language of Lefnei Halakim usually means standing before the tabernacle. Um, or the, or, you know, the Arun Kodesh, the Holy of Holies. So, it would seem, and the Radak explains it this way, that um, they must have taken the ark with them from Shiloh to Shechem. Um, and so exactly how, why, is it's not, uh, um, you can uh, look at the Radak, but just to understand how this was Lefneil, even though it was in Shechem, that's how the Radak understands it. By Omer Yoshua al kol and Yoshua said to the whole nation that was gathered there, This is a historical review. And Yoshua is here emphasizing the um, importance of remembering history. In other words, when you are asked, Yoshua is about to ask the people to make a brist, to, to re, uh, reaffirm their commitment to the continuity of, of, of a history to reaffirm their commitment that they will maintain this for the future. Every generation has this challenge. And it's important to remember the history so that you know the place, the importance uh, that we have to preserve this and pass it on to future generations is, is emphasized by our remembrance of how our ancestors and our forefathers and those that preceded us preserved it to give it to us. So Yoshua is going all the way back to the beginning of the history of the Jewish people in order to remind them of everything that had, they had been through and all of the people beforehand that had sacrificed so much in order to maintain this and therefore ask them to do their part in maintaining this for the future generations. So um, this is what God said, Your Forefathers, way back before Abraham was born, they lived um, uh, in in uh, back in the Avrahanar across the river in, in the Mesopotamian region, uh, um, across the Euphrates, and uh, um, uh, for for years and years, for who knows how long back, forever, 
Terach Avi Avram, Terach, the father of Avram, Avi Nachar, and the father of Avram's brother Nachor. <laughs> they were pagan worshippers like everyone else back then. This is the reason why they were called Ivrim, Hebrews, remember, because they came from Aver Hainar, from the other side of the river. And I took your father at Avram, your, fa- your forefather Abraham, Aver Hainar, from that region across the river. And I brought him to the land of Canaan. I brought him here and I brought him throughout the entire land. And I gave him, I made him have and had several children. And I gave him the one who was going to succeed him, who is Isaac. And I gave Isaac, as Yaakov, yes, Esav, two sons, the son of Yaakov and the son of Esav, Jacob and Esau. I gave Esav a portion. He is able, is given a portion of the mountain of Seir, Loreshes Oto, to possess that. And Yaakov and his sons, Yardu Mitzrayim, went down to Egypt. All of this uh, text here should be very familiar to many of us from the words of the Passover Haggadah. Um, and then I sent Moshe, Moses, and Aaron and Aaron. I sent them to take them out of Egypt, and I struck Egypt as I did in Egypt, um, all sorts of, you know, the, the, the striking, the Egof, which is the reference to the, the plagues. And after I struck Mitzrayim, after I struck the Egyptians, I took my people out of Egypt. I took you out of Egypt, you people. I took your forefathers out of Egypt, and you came to the shores of the of the sea. And Mitzrayim, Egypt was chasing after your forefathers, towards the sea of reeds, towards the Red Sea. They were chasing you with uh, chariots and and. And, and horses and riders. By Yitzaku el Adonai, you cried out to God. By Yosem and Maafel Hamitrim, and God placed a, a a darkness between you can't you where you were and the between where the Egyptians were. By and then eventually he brought the sea over the Egyptians and covered them in the sea. And you your own eyes saw that which I did to the Egyptians. And after that, you resided in the wilderness for many days. And then I brought you to the land of the Amorites. This is the Avariyardin, that lived on the east side of the Jordan. And they waged war against you. And I gave them to you in your hands in victory. And you possessed their land. And I destroyed them from before you. I'm up to verse 9. And then the king of Moab, when they were frightened and they saw your approach, the king of Moab named Balak went and he waged war against the people of Israel. And then he went and he got their prophet Bilam, the son of Baar, to curse you in an attempt to get God to punish you. 
and not allow you to be victorious. And God says, and I did not, I, I refused, I, I did not allow uh, uh, um, myself to be convinced by and listen to Bilam. Instead of cursing you, he went and he blessed you. And I saved you from his hand. And then you crossed over the river. And you came to Jericho. Now Joshua is coming, is 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 uh, is saying this um, uh, uh, prophecy, and and now he's up to even much more recent history in their own lifetimes. You came to Jericho. And the people of Yericho fought against you. All of these nations. And I placed all of them in your hands. I sent plagues ahead of you. And, and it drove the people out before you. The people, there were miraculous uh, plagues which... Um, which was uh, mentioned in the Torah that God was going to send in front of the people to make it easier to decimate the populations so that it would be easier to conquer. Um, and and Shnei Machei Amori, two of the Amorite kings, lo b'char lo and you didn't even have to use your sword and bow to conquer them. This uh, episode isn't really recorded, although it is predicted by the Torah, and now it is stated by Joshua that it happened um, and it would seem that the Shnei Malchei Amori would be a reference to Og and Sichon, or the kings of the Amorites who were killed on the east bank of the Jordan. And it would seem that this episode of the disease, the plague, uh, was um, uh, had decimated their populations. I gave you a land that you did not... Uh, toil for this land. You did not labor for this land. In other words, all of these buildings and farms, and you came and took it. It wasn't here before. It wasn't. It wasn't your work that made it happen. cities that you did not build, and you resided in them. Kramim and vineyards, olive trees, that you didn't plant, but you're now eating the produce. Viata and so. In other words, remember, you came to a land with a few exceptions. You know where Joshua had to tell the people go clear land. Uh, for the most part, they they they, they in, inhabited a land which was already uh, set up for human habitation. And now I want you you know you need to remember the main point, and that is you must fear God. If duo, so you must uh, serve Him. Bitamim uve emet. How does one serve God? Bitamim with purity. With wholeheartedness, purity, uveemes, and with truth, tamim reminds us of the command in the Torah: tamim You have to be complete, whole, faithful with the Lord your God. Uh, not believing the, the that reference is a, is reference to not believing in in superstitions and and magic and all kinds of things. If you see that in the Torah, uveemes, and with truth. Only with truth one can worship God. You need to get rid of that God that your forefathers worshipped. Beaver and the other side of the river, all the way back then, before you, when your ancestors were pagans of Mitzrayim and your ancestors in Egypt. You must worship God. The difference between God and those gods is those gods are worshipped through all sorts of, of ritual sacrifices, etc. But God 
The real God is worshipped with tamim uveemet, with purity, uh, with with uh, and with truth. And if you don't like this, and it's lavodet Adonai to worship God, then then um. Uh, choose this, make this choice today. At mitavodun, which direction are you going to go? Who are you going to serve? Im et elohim Are you going to go with those gods that your forefathers uh, worshipped? Meivar Hanar back then, before before Abraham, and so on. Are you going to go back to the pagan ways of your ancestors? Are you going to worship the gods of the Amorites that you're now living in their land? You can make that decision if that's what you decide. And I already told you what those consequences would be. But I can tell you, for me and my household, we're sticking with God. And the people answered, and they said, forbid it, for, it should, uh, far be it from us. Or it's, uh, it, it, that would be a, a, a Terrible desecration for us, for, for us to go and turn away from God and abandon Him, and then, and then go and worship other gods. The Lord, our God, people are taking ownership of this God. He is the one who took us, and our forefathers, from the land of Egypt, from slavery. He freed us from slavery. He's the one that did in front of our eyes these great wondrous signs. And he took care of us on the entire road that we had to travel to get here. And passed all of those nations that we passed among them. He saved us from them. God banished all of the nations we had to Amori and the Amorites that lived in this land before us. We will also, not just you and your family, but we too will worship God because He is our God. And Yoshua said to the nation, You will not be able to serve God because he is a holy God, El Kanohu. He is a vengeful God, Lo Yisolu Pishechem Lachatosechem. He will not uh, carry. He will not just look, overlook, and and forgive all of your transgressions and your sins. The statement is, of course, quite remarkable. That Yeshua challenges them this way and says, "No, nah, he'll never be able to do it." It the Metsudos, uh explains this in the way. Um, not not so much that that um that he really meant it that they can't they're not able he wanted to challenge them because he wanted them to to um to uh how should i say uh to to really to really think hard and when and when when they make this promise he wants them to really mean it so um so he says, you know, how, you know, are you really sure that you can do this? This is not an easy deal, you know. It's kind of, you know, uh, it, it when, 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 you know, if someone is challenging someone before a difficult task and they said, you sure you can do it? It's really tough. This is really tough, you know. And that's kind of the 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 way Yoshua is is making this challenge to the people. Kita azvu es Adonai, because you should know that if you abandon God, and you worship other gods. 
And if he does that, then he is going to go ahead, and God is going to go ahead, and he's going to deal with, he's going to, he's going to do bad to you. And he will destroy you because he was good to you. He kept his side. Are you sure you're going to be able to keep your part? The question here is, is the people are already obligated, but Yeshua wants them to make a recommitment. No. They answered to Joshua, no, we are going to serve God. Then Joshua said to the nation, he has secured their agreement, you are your own witnesses. That you have chosen for yourself at Adonai, the Lord God, to worship Him. And they said, yes, we are our own witnesses. And now, here's the clincher. You must get rid of all of the foreign gods that are among you. And turn your hearts only to God, only to the Lord God of Israel. That's it. We will worship God and we will listen to Him. I want to uh, digress here for a moment. And remind us, uh, those that have been studying with me this um, in this podcast, prior to Yoshua, we read the book of Nehemiah. And there, we read of a similar event that happens in the beginning of the second temple period. This is the beginning, not quite the first temple period, because that's not going to come for a while, but the beginning of the first settlement of Israel, where they also had a review of the people's history. And they also had the people making a new... Uh, a, a recommitment, a covenant, a recommitment in front of Ezra and Nehemiah that happened then. A very similar event is happening now, and presumably Ezra and Nehemiah were following Yoshua's example when they had that uh, uh, that new amana was what what it was called in Nehemiah, that new bris, that new covenant. By Yichros, verse twenty-five, Yoshua bris and Joshua. Then made a covenant for the nation on that day. And he made a a solid rule and law in Shechem was where this this took place. And Yoshua wrote these things in a in a scroll of the Torah Elohim. Presumably that is the book that we're reading right now. Um, the book of Joshua. And he took a large stone. And he placed this large stone under a large tree, an oak tree, Asher B'mikdash Adonai, which was um, in the area of the holy uh, uh, area of God. Now, Vayomri Yoshua Kala'am. Then Yoshua said to them regarding this stone, Behold, this is the stone, this stone here, should be as a witness. Because this stone was here and it listened to us, so to speak, uh, to all of the words of God, that He spoke among us today. And this will be uh, to bear witness. Lest you decide to lie or, or, or to be, to be um, unfaithful to your God. And Joshua then told the people they can go home back to their lands, wherever their homes were. And it was after these things happened. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of God, 
passed away, Ben Meavas Roshanim, of 110 years old. Eved Hashem, this is a language that was used to describe his teacher Moshe, Moses, also called the servant of God, and then using that same terminology to refer to his his foremost disciple and and um, and successor. Vayikbru Oto Begvul Nachlato, they buried him uh, on the edge of his own property, his own uh, family's inheritance, but Timnat Serach, Asher Ephraim, in the place of Timnat Serach, which is on the mountain of Ephraim, Mitzvon Har Gosh, which was north of Mount Gosh. Vayavod Yisrael et Adonai, and the people of Israel did worship God, Kol Yimei Yoshua, all of the days of Yoshua, V'chol Yimei Azakeinim, and all of the days of the elders who were Yoshua's disciples. So there was no single successor to Yoshua, but it was the Zakeinim, the elders, who as a group led the people after Yoshua and during their days they also that they led the people for many years after Yoshua's life. And these were the Zakanim that knew all of the great wonders that God did, Asher Yisrael, that God did for the people of Israel. And the bones of Joseph, Asher Helu that the people of Israel carried with them from Egypt. Kavru b'shechem. They buried in Shechem. Remember, Shechem was where this bris took place. Presumably, the reason for the choice of this place of Shechem to have this assembly and to have this covenant was also a ceremony to bury the bones of Yosef. And burying the bones of Yosef is a reminder to tell the people that um, remember your history. Remember, this. we're closing the circle. The exodus from Egypt is now completely over. The promise we made to bury Yosef, we are now fulfilling. And right here, we are agreeing for the future. In that field, that Jacob bought from the, the uh, sons of Hamar, who was the leader of Shechem, he bought it for a hundred pieces of, uh, of Kasita as a coin. And that area of Shechem became Joseph's descendants' um, inheritance. The uh, Elazar ben Aaron Mace, and then the other leader that accompanied Yoshua, the one who was the high priest who we heard so much about before, also passed away. And they buried him in the um, hill which belonged to Pinchas, his son, that he had received in the hill country of Ephraim. So this uh, completes the book of Joshua. Um, as we go on to the book of Judges, we go on to the next stage in the history of the people uh, after they settled the land. And um, looking forward to studying the book of Judges uh, with you and all of the incredible stories and, and lessons to be learned from there. Thank you.